The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Happy Tuesdays, joggers. Welcome to Just Another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Hope you're having a beautiful start to your week. I am having a beautiful time myself and wanted to get this up and ready for you guys to hear and enjoy. So no messing around at the start of this show. We're going to get right into my conversation with another longtime great contributor to Just Another White Guys podcast. We're going to talk to the one and only part of the powerhouse three-person te- three radio team of Ben, Dana, and Giselle in the Twin Cities, my good friend Dana Wessel. We're going to have a fun conversation, not talking about politics, not talking about any of that stuff, no stuff to bum you out, just all of the good stuff that you've come to love except for like the 15 minutes we talk about basketball which you probably won't care about but that's totally fine you're gonna know that it's just another white guys podcast because it's just gonna be fun and that's what we're gonna try to bring even though sometimes we'll talk some serious stuff but this is a fun one so i hope that you enjoy this episode of just another white guys podcast please remember to like share and subscribe the show forward it along pass it around you know Build up the build up the family here. Build up that core of joggers so that we can all continue to spread the joy and love of this wonderful program. Anyway, I don't really have anything else to say. So should we get what do you think? Should we get this party started? I think we should fire up the band, get this thing rolling, see what Dana had to say. We're gonna go back and talk about he went to New York and did a bunch of fun things. It's a fun conversation. I hope you enjoy. You will find that uh, we're terrible at uh, prognosticating football games as we talk about uh, what happened with the uh, Vikings game or what we thought was going to happen. And now as I'm recording this part, I know what happened and I realize how terrible we were at it. So that'll be fun. And you can make fun of us for that. So without further ado, let's get uh, let's get to Dana's conversation and, and uh, start this podcast. Let's go jogging. <laughs> wasn't recording that which would have been the perfect opening bit but whatever <laughs> yeah you know it's great you know what about being a professional is that we'll just immediately redo the bit while i'm now recording <laughs> exactly so um yeah it's it's nice here in houston the sun is shining the uh the birds are chirping my dogs are now barking because i actually i just have one dog dog i don't know why i said plural because uh you know I'm not very good at this radio thing. That's why I bring radio. Did you prof- find some dogs? That's, 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 why, that's why I bring radio professionals on the air with me to make me sound better. Oh, stop! Uh, you, you, you say you say that to all the guests. I, well, <laughs> only the only the ones that do radio. Aw, aw. So, um, things. Yeah. Uh, the, we'll we'll definitely get into you know your New York stuff and and all that stuff. But what the hell is going on with the Timberwolves? Oh, right now! <laughs> like, like, where did like what a what a dumpster fire that's turned into? 
Like yeah, it, it, like it, six it, months it, ago. Six months ago, it's like they're one player away. It's time for them to turn this thing around. What what are, what are they howling? Let the wolves howl or whatever. Yeah, let the wolves howl or you know whatever. I don't even know what they call it, but yeah, it's just I was like, oh wow, look at this. We got uh, we're one player away. We we got a thing going. They finally made the playoffs because I'm not a huge Timberwolves fan, but I have so many friends that are. So I almost like uh, like I feel bad for them you know what i mean like how do you guys even still put up with all of this because it's hilarious like you finally have like a situation and then all of a sudden oh your best player wants to fight everybody at practice and get traded <laughs> and it's so i'm i'm a big sports nerd and i listen to lots of sports things and my my favorite podcast to listen to is bill simmons podcast and yeah, yeah, he yeah. talks. They have his website, The Ringer. They've like found their niche. Like they're a NBA heavy website, which is cool because right. there's lots of cool NBA stuff going on. And throughout the years, um, when he had his uh, stuff at Grantland and he was working with ESPN, he had Jalen Rose on all the time. Who Jalen mm. is? Jalen is an amazing, charismatic person. Can talk. Always has interesting things to say. I think. And he would talk frequently about. If there were two teammates on a basketball team that really had problems with each other, it was usually two things. It was either cards, like a gambling debt of some sort, or a woman. Or a woman, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those two things. Like someone slid into somebody's DMs that wasn't supposed to, and then, you know, things things go things go bad. And, like, you know, you have a bunch of alpha personalities for the most part in in sports you know they got every like everyone on that team is the big dog of all the big dogs that have ever been before because you know like they're at the one percent right so yeah you get all mean, those, they, they grew up knowing that they're good you know like uh you get, whether, you know, you get college all those, or high school you know yeah you get all those personalities in one room you know and you would you would assume that every once in a while something you know would you know there'd be friction or something like that but Jalen was always like you'll have those times but you get over that unless it's actually owing someone money or money or women (laughs) or a woman so for things to have gotten this bad it kind of seems and I didn't really follow it super closely but Uh there was wasn't there some sort of like Underlying, there was some like type little, of story. Yeah, I can't. Like, it someone, wasn't even TMZ. It was some other blog or something that had a story about that. I guess Jimmy's Jimmy had slept with Cat's girlfriend or something. And yeah, you know, now that because I forgot about that Jalen Rose. I don't want to call it a theory, but Jalen Rose's thoughts. You know, that kind of actually makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I've assumed this was from day one. So I was like, yeah. oh. So uh, one of them owes the other money or someone's left with someone they weren't supposed to. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, it, like you said, like, it's, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's, you know, teammates get along, you know, whether they need to or not. You know? Right. <laughs> like, My- Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen were the best of friends, but they got along really well on the court, but probably because they didn't owe each other money or sleep with each other's girlfriends. <laughs> that's because, that's because Michael owed all his money to, like, uh, casinos and, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Golf, people that, play, that you play golf with. Jesus. Yeah, those are his gambling debts. <laughs> so we, uh, we record 
a little bit, you know, not to not to expose my own business here, but you know, this is not a live recording at the moment it goes up. So, um, we we got home from uh, going to see a comedy show last night, and I started to watch the Wild game. Realized I was too tired; I wasn't going to make it through. Uh, at, and and after I saw uh, Tampa Bay score two goals, I was like, oh, I don't really want to torture myself like this. So, right? Yeah, I don't need this in my life. So I turned so I turned it off. And the the TV was on ESPN. I was going to go to bed, and it was Lakers and Rockets. And it was like five minutes left. And it was a close game. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just watch the last five minutes. And boy, am I glad I stuck around for that. Yeah, because you thought some shit, didn't you? <laughs> did you? I mean, you you watch a basketball game, and I think this is by far the most basketball we've ever talked on this podcast. So I apologize if you don't care about basketball, um, <laughs> but. They they actually had a fight. There was a yeah. real like punches thrown. I was like, you, usually it's one of those. Oh, you want to fight me? Oh, I'll fight you. Oh, hold me back, hold me back. Right? Yeah. I was gonna say, like, it, it, the NBA fights are kind of like the same with the baseball fights, where it's, uh, oh, well, you want to go? You want to go? And then just a lot of people standing around, like there were actually like people got hit in the face. <laughs> so there was. So I I was watching this live as it happened. So. James Harden goes wow, you're in. You're live. Okay. Yes. I, I, that's even crazy. <laughs> I was, I was, and like 30 seconds before this happened, I was like, man, do I really want to stay up for, like, let's, yeah. I should just go to bed. I'd turn this off. This is like the third game of the season. I don't really care that much. I was yeah. like, I, I do like to see LeBron in a Lakers uniform, even though I hate the Lakers. It was just like, oh, hey, right, LeBron's, yeah. it, it, LeBron's it a like There's still novelty to it at all and everything. Yeah. So James Harden, James Harden gets fouled hard and. Or no, he doesn't really get fouled that hard, but he sells it like he's fucking Neymar. Yeah, and he sells like he's Neymar or The Rock taking a stunner. Correct. You know? Actually, he sells like he's both of them combined. Yes. And so he gets this foul called, and Brandon Ingram is pissed and like just like hauls off and just shoves him. I was like, wow, okay, that's unusual. And so there's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And they, the camera continues to the original live shot just continues to follow Brandon Ingram as someone's pulling him away and he's fired up. And then all of a sudden you hear, um, I think it's Mike Breen was doing the podcast or not the, was doing the broadcast. And all of a sudden you hear, Whoa. And I was like, wait, what the hell's happened? And so they cut over and like, there's a melee just right on. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So now apparently they're saying like Rondo, maybe spit at Chris Paul, but Chris Paul, I didn't see any sort of spitting, and I haven't had a chance to read the articles yet for like because for the first time and I can remember I, when I went to bed at like midnight on a Saturday night, not drinking or having done anything. Yeah, you. I, I woke I was up. Proud of you. I woke up at like nine forty-five. I was like, "What the hell is what is this?" I'm usually up like three hours ago, but so I haven't had a chance to go and read any of the articles, but. It looked like Chris Paul just put his finger up in his face and then they just went at it. But apparently there's yeah. some sort of spitting or I don't know, something. But And then Brandon... Yeah, it looked, uh, it, it, it's kind of like the... Uh, you remember that Seinfeld episode the, <laughs> with uh, Keith Hernandez? There's all these like slow-down videos of that. Right, you know, like, exactly. Like, well, where, where did the spit come? Did the spit happen? Where did it come from? You know. And, <laughs> and then in the midst of that melee, Brandon Ingram does a run-in from where he was at at center court, does a run in and like just starts wailing on people. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere. <laughs> just like what the? F 
I don't understand what is happening. But it was weird. Be- it, I expected to see Twitter blow up, right? Yeah. But then I was like, oh, but it's 1 o'clock on the East Coast on a Saturday night. It's midnight mm-hmm. here. Everyone is either asleep or, you know, outliving their lives because, oh, it's Rockets, Lakers. It's a Saturday night. It's the early in the season. Who really cares? But I couldn't believe it. I was waiting to, like, because I had almost everything. Almost everything now. Everything now is, like, immediate reaction on Twitter. And I was so disappointed. Like, the only reaction I saw was from, like, John Bujagras, who was just like, Yeah, Bucci was, of course, off the watching. Well, he was like, like, well, that uh, Brandon Ingram won't be playing basketball for, like, a month. I was like, oh. (laughs) Dynamite drop in Monty. That, that, yeah, that's so funny. It reminds me of the time. So remember when uh, the Pistons and the Pacers got in that big brawl with each other? Yeah, the Malice at the Palace. The Malice at the Palace. Yeah. So at the time, I was a freshman in college at St. Cloud State, and this is how old I am, or you know, we are. Uh, our my we had a thread on uh, AOL Instant Messenger, Ooh. and uh, all of a sudden, my buddy was like. Oh, are you guys seeing this? This is crazy. This is Travers, Indiana, and ESPN. Turn this on right now. And so, like, I eventually turned it on when I got back to the dorm and looked at it on SportsCenter. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, they got in a fight there. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, you just don't see that very much anymore. And no. It's, and it's one thing. It's one thing for, like, there to be the pushing and shoving and the pull apart, but the actual, like, legit punches being thrown. Yeah, punching you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Rondo, I think, I mean, on the list of people in the NBA that I would be scared would murder me, I definitely think Rajon Rondo would be towards the top of that list. He has that, he just has that look in his eyes, like, not that he would do something, but if things popped off, like, he would kill But he could. (laughs) You know? If he needed to, he could, yeah. He's got that, he's got the way he plays, too, he's got that aggression to him. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh... I wouldn't want that guy to uh, want to be pissed at me. He, he's got what I call murdery eyes. Yep. So that uh, I think that at this point that'll conclude the basketball conversation for this uh, episode of just. Another we kind of broke it all guys. down. We didn't. We can. Yeah. We can't handle all the basketball, okay. didn't we? What's going to be great is that when this goes up on Tuesday, it'll be like uh, thirty. There'll be forty-eight hours plus removed from the incident, and then yeah, we'll be yeah, like, yeah. oh. Well, Trump has, you know, started a dumpster fire since then, so we've forgotten all about this fighting and things. So exactly, I went to yeah, I went to a yeah, comedy yeah. show last on Saturday night. I got to see Pat Oswalt, who is one of my favorite comedians of all time. And one of the coolest guys of all time, yeah. He like is, in general. He's fantastic and a great follow on Twitter. Unless, of course, mm-hmm. you're a diehard Republican, which, if you're listening to my podcast, yeah, I'm, 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 I can't, can't imagine you'd find us if you were. <laughs> right. You're probably not listening to this. Although, it's so weird. Like, I looked at my download stats. I have like a thousand downloads from Virginia. So, I feel like someone over at uh, Langley maybe is uh, listening. Dude, you're to number this. one in Virginia. You know, I am number one in Virginia. They love me in Virginia. Huge uh, you know where I'm. You know where I'm not uh, loved anywhere in the South on this podcast. I literally have no. <laughs> I literally have no downloads uh, east of Texas or south of uh, south of Virginia. So we'll uh, get you number one in Alabama. God, I, hope so. up, I I'll, be, go down, I'll put the posters up. <laughs> if you could, if you can make that happen, it would just be me. I just want. I don't even need to be number one. I just could some, just could like one person in each state download my podcast and just make me feel better about myself uh, actually right, of course, i yeah. think that's going to be my next goal is i'm just going to travel to all of the states that i haven't uh 
I haven't been to yet or I haven't had a download, and I'm going to download a podcast while I'm in that state. In, in that state while you're there? I'm gonna, that's right. I'm going to rig my own stats just to make me feel better yeah. about myself. Stopping off in a truck stop, truck stop in uh, New Mexico and downloading a, <laughs> downloading a podcast. Oh, that's, uh, you know. Because I live, you know, this is how I get, uh, this is how I get my fulfillment as a human spiritually is, is from my downloads. So anything that anyone can do to help that endeavor, I'd appreciate. Anyway, I went to see Patton Oswalt last night and God, that guy is just, he's hilarious and reverent. And he, he, he goes, at one point he goes, I bet you guys are waiting for my Trump material, aren't you? And, uh, he's like, yeah, I don't have any. Because it's a it's a waste of time. I could write six jokes right now, and by tomorrow he's gonna do some other stupid shit, and none of that's gonna be funny anymore. Right. And, and also, this is just depressing. All these people are like, "Oh, comedians are just gonna have the best time ever with Trump as a president." No, Fuck it no. sucks. It sucks. How do you make a joke out of someone that is like a train full of monkeys on PCP that crashed into a train of diarrhea? <laughs> oh god it's so true though it's just funny because it's so true he's like oh look it's a train full of monkeys on pc pcp covered in diarrhea would you like to hear this joke i wrote about it no we're just watching this we're good we also also have like six jokes in our head about this so we're fine it's like this no this sucks like how do you write jokes about someone that's already a complete dumpster fire right exactly it's just there was, I think, I can't remember who said it, but somebody was said, like, "Oh, this must be so great for you comedy writers." And I'm like, "No, this is actually awful for Lit- literally- mean, a comedy and b just in general for our lives." <laughs> literally, the only comedians that this is like kind of good for are the are like the the nightly talk show comedians because they can do the topical joke. And they uh-huh. write the joke. It goes on that night, and unless, of course, that they write a joke about something that happened before four o'clock, and then they go to air, and then he does something at a rally at seven. Then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but e- so even then, it's just it's amazing. So, what a fun night! Nice turnout. Uh, he played like a uh, a place where we generally go to like to see concerts. So there's probably like twenty five hundred people in there. So oh, uh, nice. it was nice because. It's hard to turn out people to events in Houston. There's so much stuff going on here that uh, it can be hard to hard to get people to turn out. So it was nice to nice to see a big crowd and had those tickets for what seemed like forever, just waiting for this for this show to happen. So I was very excited to to have made that happen. Now you have had uh, since we last spoke on the podcast, and I'm assuming if if people are listening to this and you're not following Dana on Twitter and following his daily every movement so you know what's happening in his life you're, you're really missing out but if you haven't done that you know we'll, we'll do a recap for you since we last talked i would say you've had uh quite the last uh six weeks of of entertaining things going so let's let's start out with the foo fighter show that you just went to and just absorbing the greatness that is dave Grohl. yes I'm still so giddy, you know, because I, I think I texted you too, and I tweeted this that the worst thing about a Foo Fighter show is when it's over, and then you no longer have a Foo Fighter show to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. And and Dave, oh my gosh, he put on a hell of a show. I've I've been a I've been a bunch of Foo Fighter shows in my life, and 
this one was something special. Like you could tell he just kind of had a little extra boost in the step, a little extra energy. And my gosh, it, it, the dude just personifies rock and roll and just happiness and joy. And it's just when you're there and able to like experience it, like when it's like hitting you in the face, there's just nothing better than it. Buster, we're talking about Dave Grohl. Settle down. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Come on, pal. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a podcast. So I, I, if I'm, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I've been a little bit depressed when thinking about Foo Fighters the last few months, and that's because I've had the worst luck with Foo Fighters tickets over the last year. I've yeah, you had. Have. I've had tickets to three different uh, Foo Fighter shows, and in fact, almost a year ago, this I think it's pretty close to a year ago this week, um, that uh, they had back-to-back shows. I had tickets for Nashville and Memphis, back-to-back nights. How amazing would it be to see Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters not only play one night, but then drive like 250 miles to the next town over and go see them again? Like exactly. that's just literally hit him back up one more time. Yeah, that's literally like exactly what I wanted. Like just run it back for me. Are we really going to do this all day? <laughs> Buster's going to be a very important part of this podcast. I love Buster. He's the best. So those shows get canceled, and as it turns out, his mom was sick. Like you can't fault the guy for needing to go home and make sure his mom's okay. Like a hundred percent. That's what you got to do. So then. I have tickets a few months ago to a show in Bossier City, Louisiana. Oh, I used to summer there, by the way. That I know. I know that uh, you guys have your summer place down there. So yeah, <laughs> you're like you're like the million dollar man. Like you just hail from different uh, different uh, yeah. cities <laughs> during uh, during different times of the year. But his yeah, his yeah, are yeah, like I his are like there, yeah. his are like Palm Springs, California. Yours are Bossier City, Louisiana. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No hate on the, uh, no hate on Louisiana, but that's a, you know, it's a good like four hour drive from my house, which I'm perfectly uh, willing to do to see Dave. I drove, today, I drove 13 hours to Nashville to see Dave, so four hours ain't no thing. So the night before we're gonna leave, speaking of Buster, just starts puking everywhere. Oh gosh, which is unusual for our dog. Our dogs have very healthy and and uh, lively, loving little guy pukes everywhere well i can't in good conscience leave my dog and go off to a concert and then come home because then you know i go and have a great time i come home and something bad's happened to my dog then not only not only am i not only am i heartbroken that something bad has happened to my dog but then foo fighters is ruined forever because i'm always going to associate that bad memory associate that with uh with what happened yeah so that's been that's been very sad. And then I was very jealous that you had these tickets. People are talking about all these Foo Fighters shows they're going to. I I would be lying if I didn't say that multiple times I checked about uh, how I could make it work to fly to Minneapolis to go to that show and how it could it just wouldn't work with the way my work schedule is. So logistically, you know. yeah, no, I get that. Trust me, because I, I'm that same way. We're like all like. Look, it's like, okay, if I flew right now, like, how much would it cost? Like, can I make this work? Yeah. And then the most amazing thing, it was like the concert gods themselves bestowed upon me a great gift. And that is 
the small venue Foo Fighter show. I know. I'm so happy for you, like, dude. Like the like like I you and I are the same type of people where like we you know, we get excited for things and we try to like to get tickets, you know, and seeing if we can get in and you getting those tickets was I was happier than I have ever been in my life than like myself getting tickets, if that makes sense to you. I I was so happy for you. This is gonna be such an amazing show. I cried. Oh, I bet, yeah. I got the tickets and the the annoying part was so I have the tickets in the queue thing on the Live Nation website and my credit card's yeah. there and I'm like I put all in my information and it's like what's the CVV code and I go and look and because the card is saved in my profile and I go and look right but they they make you type it in though That's I go and worst. look yeah. and I don't have that card in my little pouch thing that's attached to my phone I'm like yeah fuck so I have to run back to the back of the house to get my other you know run, run back I type it in and it actually goes through and I'm just like, holy shit, did that actually just happen? And it did. And I have these tickets. And then and they went through. I called Nikki and like I'm like, I got the I got the tickets. And she's like, funny, what? funny story funny story about you getting those tickets though, because I was in a meeting with like all my coworkers and boss and stuff, and then my phone went off and then I knew it was like about that time where tickets were like going on sale. Right. And I got a text message and I just like saw them like, Oh yeah, my buddy got, uh, he got tickets to Foo Fighters in the 2000 seat venue in New Orleans. <laughs> Never was like, nice. Oh. <laughs> well, like I had to like announce it to everybody. <laughs> and then I remembered that I told Carly that I would try to get her a ticket. Yeah. And I remembered that I did not uh, do that on that purchase. <laughs> and I was like, shit. So then I click back on the link and it lets me get another ticket. I'm like, fucking sweet. Like, I don't understand yeah. that. I don't understand how I'm this lucky, but I'm going to buy this ticket. Well, and then it turns out I bought her a ticket for the Friday show and I have tickets to the Saturday show. So, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So. We'll have to see how that works. I th- we've talked about it on Twitter. It seems like she's fine to go to the Friday show. I, yeah. We'll figure it out. She's like, it's a 2,000 seat Foo Fighters show. I'll just go. It'll be fine. So Yeah, because uh, we hung up before the uh, show on Thursday. Night. It was just so much fun. Yeah, she's between you and I, like, I think she's probably like the bigger Foo Fighter fan than uh, than both of us oh, combined. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She's next level, and not in a bad way. Not in not like no, in a creepy no. way. Just like in, she just loves. She loves music on a level that I aspire to love music, like uh-huh. and especially like specific music, like Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age and and that sort of stuff. She just, she just really and it's it's uh, it's awesome. And uh, I I applaud I applaud anyone that has passion like that. So, oh hell uh, yeah, absolutely. So I know that you got those seats uh at Axel Energy Center and you decided to you you, you found uh an, an opportunity to sit about five rows up off the stage. How how did you score those? Was that just uh was those were those production releases? Yeah, they were production releases. So the band kinda I I've been following obviously Food Fighters on Twitter and right. they retweet every time when like more tickets go on sale and it's you know production tickets so I ended up getting a fifth row seat, and I was right in the aisle. It was like right on the stage. It was so perfect. 
and I, I was able to get one. So I, I put in two at first and they said no. And then I put one in and I got the one ticket and I was like, you know what? I got to do it. Just pulled the trigger and then just ended up selling my general admission ticket. And it was so cool to see them because I'm always on the floor for Foo Fighters, but right. getting able to see that that close and you kind of seeing the behind the scenes, you know, seeing what Dave does, you know, like during like Taylor's drum solos and stuff was just, just unbelievably cool. And you, you and I are very similar in that when we go to events and stuff like that, we're not, we're not living the event through the screen on our phone. Like when no, the band, no. when the band starts playing, we don't immediately take our phone out and then start recording and looking at everything through the phone. I don't understand that people do this because I, especially you pay all that money for an experience to then watch it through your phone. How much time are you going to spend rewatching the things that you put, record on your phone? Right, like no, like those shitty videos of you know from. Yeah, and Dave actually kind of referenced that too. He says something. He's like, "You guys, you guys didn't come here like to look at your phones. You guys came here to see the fucking Foo Fighters." You know, <laughs> it's like even especially like if you're halfway back in the floor, you're up way up in a section, and you're recording it. Like you have to zoom it all in. It's all grainy and weird. Like yeah. I get like take a couple pictures. There's nothing wrong with taking a a couple pictures, like or like your right, favorite, yeah. your absolute 100 fa- best, like your top favorite song of all time that they play comes on, and you want to record like a 10 second or 20 second video. I do that, and I will do that. But it's like okay, I gotta see this. Boom, do it and put it away, and then I'm just there in the experience. And and I know that we we both talked about how how uh, how you were for that. What's uh so when you're in. They and they did their arena show, so they did what, like almost a three hour set, right? Yeah, about three hours, yeah. What uh what song what songs do you get most excited for them to play live? And did they play Wheels? They didn't play Wheels, no! which is my favorite. I know, I know. Uh they they did take a sign a sign request for some people who wanted to play wanted them to play White Limo and stuff. So I was like, oh, I should have made like a huge sign, but now, I mean, honestly, just like the old the old hits. There's one point uh, right before the encore where they played. Um, they went uh, "My Hero," "Monkey Wrench," "Everlong," back to back to back, and yep. I was dying like just with happiness. Just this is. It, there's no place in the world I'd rather be than where I am right now. Kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Yes, I do know that feeling, and I can't wait to have that feeling in February, and. I can't lie. There is a tiny part of me that wanted to try to buy tickets for Friday night and Saturday night, but unfortunately, yeah. unless of course my buddy Rod wins this uh, Mega Millions billion dollar billion, jackpot. Yeah, it, it's over a billion now, so <sighs> let's go. <laughs> so uh, then, at that point, at that point, I'm just gonna buy the venue, and Foo Fighters are just gonna play for me, and they everyone else. Yeah, can just, exactly. Everyone yeah. else yeah. can just fuck off. Can you win and uh, have them play like a backyard barbecue, and then we'll all come down and so, you know Dave will be Dave will be hanging out playing songs and you know serving ribs up and stuff. <laughs> so my my buddy Rod from the Star Contrast, who's been a guest on this program a number of times, a Jogpod Hall of Famer, is uh, very deep into buying these mega billion million tickets, and uh, he's already decided that when he wins, we're moving to Las Vegas, myself and my wife included. I get to go on the uh, the Stark Contrast payroll. We're going to build a huge studio to do podcasts. Yeah. At which we won't make any money on, but he'll be a billionaire, so he won't care. 
It doesn't matter. And yeah. <laughs> the opening event for the new studio, he's going to uh, purchase a a uh, a Foo Fighter show to come and play live. So I mean, I could probably get you on the guest list. So you can you can sneak me in at least. Do you think I'll put you I'll put you on the I'll put you on the list. Okay, cool. Thank you. I, I got you. That. I got you. Now I don't I don't know if I'll be able to get your wife on the list, but we'll see. What we're <laughs> You uh speaking of your your beautiful wife who's currently celebrating her birthday in in Washington DC. Uh you guys had your 2 year anniversary in September, correct? Yeah, correct, 2 years, yep. So you guys went to New York City and speaking of things that we really love, you got to do what I have to imagine was although until recently it, it wouldn't have been a bucket list item because it didn't exist, but once it happened, I'm sure it shot right to the top. Was the uh, the Bruce Springsteen Broadway show that that you got to go to? So tell me about that experience. Yeah, that was so cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, as you know. I mean, he's he'll always be my number one. And I mean, actually, I'm sitting in our second bedroom right now, like looking at all my Bruce stuff on the wall because <laughs> that's how much I love Bruce. And yeah, so he did this Broadway show. He's been doing this Broadway show and I tried so hard to get tickets each time. And they kind of like, they do, they did it in waves. So like each time like I got shut out and I couldn't even get it, like the password to get through, to get a ticket. And the so long story short, I finally got a ticket. I was able to get one. I got one ticket and went to go see his Broadway show, which he does in front of like uh, about a thousand people in this tiny little theater. Like you wouldn't believe how tiny this thing is. You know, it's kind of like you, you walk in, you're like, are they doing a high school musical here? Or are they doing oh, a, geez. or, or is Bruce Springsteen, you know, going to come out and do acoustic songs for, you know, two and a half hours. And yeah, I, I, I got, I got tickets and it lived up to exceeded every expectation I ever had. Just, it was unbelievable just to get there and just like, it's, it's crazy because you know, he's one of the most famous people in the world, you know, it's Bruce Springsteen and the way he like kind of just gets emotional and talks about things like, it's like, he's, you know, like kind of like breaking through a wall and talking to you specifically. It was just incredible. You, did you cry? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're big man tears. Oh yeah. They're rolling tears, especially, when he talks about his uh, former bandmate Clarence Clemens, who who passed away about uh, six or eight years ago, yeah, no, it was it was emotional. Everyone was, you know, it was it wasn't like one of those things where you know the fancy people are there. You know, there's <laughs> a lot, lot lot of Bruce fans, obviously. You know, because why would you be there if you weren't? But yeah, it was cool. You actually, uh, you had a star sighting while you, while you were there. Uh, you gave a, you gave a nod, the old, uh, head nod to, uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, oh, yeah, I call him Coops because we're friends now. Right. Yeah. I, no, I, I was going to say that was actually kind of the coolest part. So we, so my seats were, I was in the back, I was in the middle section in the last row. So I was kind of like watching people walk in and then like all of a sudden some, Guys walking towards him, like, wait a minute, that dude looks too handsome to be real. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, that's Coops. That's Bradley Cooper. So he starts, like, he's like, obviously, like, walking towards. He was with his mom, and I think it was his girlfriend. I'm not really sure what his dating situation is, but a beautiful woman. And so he's, like, walking by, and I'm like, 
I just give him a head nod. I'm like, hey, Coops. And he looks at me and goes, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> he's walking. <laughs> Man, don't you, like, as great as that is, don't you wish you had seen A Star is Born so you could just be like, oh, man, the movie was so great? No, I know. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had something because in my head I was thinking, oh, yeah, Wedding Crashers and The Hangover. Those were great, man. You know, but I hadn't seen A Star is Born yet, so I didn't, like, you know, know him from something good. <laughs> that makes, we will, you know what I mean? And, uh, I think we'll uh, we'll gush about A Star is Born here in a little bit, but I want to want to talk about New York a little bit. So you guys planned uh, your wedding anniversary around, around this trip. So uh-huh. you actually went and spent – you guys were in New York for like a week, right? Yeah, about a week, six days, seven days. Yeah. Where did like where did you did you guys do an Airbnb situation, or did you find a nice hotel? What what did you guys do? No, we got a hotel that was uh, close to Thirty Rock, and it was, you know, it, I mean, it wasn't cheap, but we were like, you know what, like let's not mess with the Airbnb situation because that's always sketch. You always. And he's, I'm not a big Airbnb guy because you always assume like, oh, they got cameras in the showers and shit. You know? right. <laughs> so yeah, we just got a hotel and uh, just kind of like made it our home for like a week. And it was, I've never been in New York for that long. So it was perfect. You, um, what, what would you say is a definitely like from your experience of getting in, in man, hanging around in Manhattan and stuff like that. What's one thing that someone that's going there for the first time should definitely try to check out? Oh, the Hooters and Big Daddy for sure. <laughs> I love it when I can set you up for a bit so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you did you give a did you give a Yelp review for the Hooters from Big Daddy? Well, no. Here's the thing, though. So uh, the that Hooters is shut down now. How the fuck is a historical uh, a historical place like that shut down? I know, I know. Like, Trust that's me, criminal. I was so devastated too. They're like, well, there's one like in like you know, there's there's another Hooters. I'm like, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the Hooters from McDaddy. <laughs> <sighs> Just, I, I mean, know, yeah, no, I, I cried a lot to be honest with you when I found out when I got there. So emotional, such an emotional trip to the city for you. Seriously, you know, I got to, I, I got to see my idol, uh, you know, on Broadway, and then I had to find out that the Hooters from Big Daddy shut down. It's just, it was sad. <laughs> Now, has that detracted at all from uh, you using that bit on Twitter? No, absolutely not. No, that if anything, that makes it funnier than just you know just telling people to go to the Hooters or make Daddy, even though it's closed. <laughs> uh, so, you guys, uh, your wife is a uh, a huge Lady Gaga fan, as I think we've talked mm-hmm. about before. Yep. And Lady Gaga's father owns a restaurant in New York. Is that right? Yeah, she yeah he does. And you guys went and had dinner there. Yeah, we had dinner there, and there was like all these photos of you know Stephanie, as my wife calls her, <laughs> Stephanie, like you know as a child, you know on the walls and stuff, and it was a very nice dinner and very cool spot too. Yeah. So is that in Manhattan? Oh, that's uh, gosh, I have to look it up. I'm yeah, it it was on the uh, Upper East Side. Okay. So. And yeah, it was an amazing place, and we uh, we made reservations and made sure we could go there. And yeah, it's it's legit. Lady Gaga's dad's place is so cool. So, and it, is it is the gimmick that it's his place, and that's just what brings people in, or is it like actually a really good restaurant? No, it's a really good restaurant. Actually, like I I have a feeling like most people there didn't realize that it was Lady Gaga's dad's restaurant. Like it's been there for since before she was famous, and will you know live oh, on okay. forever. So. 
Gotcha. So it was a like it was the thing that he was already doing, and then she just happened to. Yeah, know. it's not like a tourist trap where she's like, "Oh, come on in." Yeah, my <laughs> my daughter's my daughter's Lady Gaga. You know, no, it was legit good and amazing restaurant and just really very small. You know, you had to like wait to get a table and stuff, so it was very cool. Yeah, this is uh, Lady Gaga's uh, father's restaurant. Uh, please come in. We'll be serving you ravioli out of a can. It's Chef Boyardee, s- solid vintage. But uh, that's what you'll be getting. You're just really here for the Gaga experience, right? No, that's, <laughs> exactly. I see. I feel like that wouldn't last as a as a business model. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> and if I know anything about a business model, I, I, you know, I went to Brown College, so I know a lot about business. Okay, that joke didn't land. That's fine. Um, so what? Uh, what other what other shenanigans did you guys get into in the city? Uh, we kind of like did a little bit. Of, we went to a Jimmy Fallon stuff, which was really cool. Shit, I totally that. forgot. You guys did a thing where you guys were on TV with fucking Paul McCartney. Oh yeah. <laughs> How the hell oh, yeah. did I forget that? I actually forgot about that too. Yeah, it was really random. So we went and saw uh, a taping of Jimmy Fallon, which was awesome, you know. And then um, I have a friend who works on the show and. They invited us to, they're like, hey, you know, they emailed us and were like, hey, do you guys want to do a late night tour of 30 Rock? And we're like, yeah, of course. So we showed up for it after the taping and <laughs> then all of a sudden we're in an elevator and Jimmy Fallon is there with Paul McCartney. <laughs> it was so nuts. <laughs> so they, what what they showed on TV was, was a, for you. They for for what you guys were on it was was pretty short. Was that about how long you the elevator was actually open? Was it just kind of yeah. an open and shut thing, and you moved on? Yeah. So for those that don't know, like Paul McCartney was there with with uh, Jimmy Fallon, and the doors open, and we thought we were just going up to a tour, and it was kind of taking a long time. So I was just like, oh gosh, like is this why is this taking so long? You know, because we're sitting there in like the lobby and stuff, and then. We finally get in the elevator, and they kind of, like, positioned us in a way. They're like, all right, just make sure, you know, when we get out of the elevator, you go out after us. And so the door's open, and it's Jimmy Fallon and Paul McCartney. And, like, we just freak out. And we're like, holy shit, you know, (laughs) that's a fucking Beatle right there, you know? Um, And then, uh, yeah, so the the doors were open, and then they kind of, like, waved, and the doors closed. And then they brought us up, and they're like, and that was it. (laughs) It was insane. (laughs) Sorry, there's not really another. There's not really any more to this, but that was Paul McCartney, so you guys should just be happy. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like, we walk over, we're like, hold on, what? And then they, so then we walked in back into the Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon studio, you know, and they said they're like, yeah, you know, like okay, there's not a tour. <laughs> we just wanted to get your natural reactions to, <laughs> you know, something like that happening. So we all sat there, and more and more people came in after their uh you know elevator bit and we all just talked about it and they're like well, thank you so much and uh, you might be on tv tomorrow that's why we had you sign those waivers that you didn't realize you were signing <laughs> gotcha man that's crazy so <clears throat> you guys did all that so now that you have been married for two years we're going to transition to something that you know we're not just yucking it up here so i've been married for nick how long have we been married now Oh yeah, we've been married for ten years, which is a, <laughs> which is a long time. And now you've been married for two years. After uh-huh. two after two years, is there something that you 
didn't know that you know now that you wish you knew like the day before you got married? Honestly, not really. I mean, I'm trying to think, but yeah, no. I mean, no. It's it's uh, it's been a very solid transition because we we lived together before we moved to, or before we got married. So I, I I'm trying to think if there's anything I wish I would have known, other than you know learn how to load a dishwasher because she gets on me about that. But other than that, it's uh, I can't think of anything. So you guys, you guys seem like you have a a, a really organic and kind of like i don't know beautiful like loving relationship and i only know what i see on social media and everyone knows that anything that's on social media is basically what people want you to see of their lives and so is there is there any challenges that you've seen through like have have you guys had any of those like oh this is a real challenge that we've we've really had to fight through for each other or is everything still are you guys still in that oh we're just kind of still newlyweds just rolling through life having fun sort of thing no i mean we're yeah exactly i think we're kind of still in that uh still in that phase i hope we don't ever leave that phase because it's been it's been great so far but yeah no there have been I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You know, she she recently got a big sauna. Have you seen that on social media? Yeah, yes, I did see this. So uh, I have a Donkey Kong machine in the living room, which she got me. You know, and it's my favorite thing in the world. And then there's one day I come home and she's in this personal sauna, which is kind of like picture like a tent, right? That a kid that a kid could sit in, you know, and just has her head hanging out of it. And it's like, it's like a home sauna. And I kind of like roll my eyes at first. I was like, what the actual hell? And then it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I have a Donkey Kong machine in the living room. So, you know, a personal sauna is not that bad either. (laughs) (laughs) What, what made her decide that she needed a personal sauna? Because she gets cold all the time. She's so, like, tiny that she's always freezing, you know. And I always like to, you know, because I'm a bigger dude, too. So I like to have, you know, windows open and, you know, put the AC on all the time. So even the winter, I like to have a window crack just to get a little air going. And she was like, you know what? I think this would uh, this would help me just stay warm in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you got to do it. Sometimes sweaters and sweatpants just aren't enough. You yeah, need, exactly. You need your own she's always in those, so yeah, she she wanted to take it next level, I guess. <laughs> so is that? Does she have to stand up in that thing the whole time? No, there's a chair in it, so it's it's you know, picture like a like a campfire chair or right. you know, one of those chairs that you might have if you know you're going to your kid's soccer game or something like that. So, so literally, she could fire that thing up, turn it so she's facing the TV, and just like watch football and chill in her sauna. Oh yeah, totally. Like. You know, I go to bed early because of my because of my work schedule and stuff. There's times where like I'll come out, you know, just to say goodnight one more time, and she's just sitting there like watching BoJack Horseman <laughs> <laughs> in the in the, in the sauna, just all you know, like oh hi. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> so you you are a media member in uh, the great state of Minnesota in the Twin Cities. You got any uh, inside scoop on whether or not WrestleMania is happening or not? Well, if if you'll be the first to know, trust me, I've been because I thought that's the whole reason we built that huge stadium, the Viking Stadium, US Bank Stadium, was so we could have a WrestleMania, and it just seems like every year they just go somewhere else, and it's kind of annoying me to be honest with you. 
Because I don't, and you know, here's the thing. I don't really care so much that WrestleMania is going to be there. I want WrestleMania to be there so I have an excuse to go to all the things that will happen around WrestleMania. Cause right, Because I'm, yeah. I'm going to New York this year for WrestleMania weekend, but I'm not going to, I probably won't go to a single WWE-related WWE event. Show, yeah. But there is so many other things that piggyback off of off of WrestleMania mm-hmm. that uh, it would it Yeah, would you be got amazing. front row seats at, uh, at Madison Square Garden, don't you? <sighs> I do, I do have front row seats. I am a little bit nervous because uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes all have contracts that come up at the end of this year, and it oh. seems it seems like maybe things are not progressing the way that I would like them to. And now, sure. like now, I'm not a hundred percent. These dudes are going to be on this show, and I'm like, I spent a lot of money to see this show in in April. And now these now like five of like the ten people that I want to see might not want to see, yeah. Oh, so that makes me a little bit nervous. But we'll just see what happens. I people are like, oh, the the young bucks and Kenny, and they're they're all going to go to WWE and just turn it around and all this sort of stuff. Vince is going to offer them so much money. I'm like, no. If they do, great, I guess. But like, I really hope not. Like, I would much prefer that they did like a. Like they just were like hired guns where like, Hey, you want to book me this weekend? I'll come in and work for this big show, but I'm not signing any exclusive. I'm contracts. not signing any deal because, you know, the WWE historically doesn't really, you know, help people like that. You know what I mean? Cause I have, I have zero faith in them going there and being booked and built in a way that would be entertaining long-term. That might work yeah. for like three weeks, but then like Vince would be like, "Nah, I think it'll Roman. Be a, yeah, I want exactly. Roman Reigns." A, yeah, it'll be a quick pop, and then Vince will, Vince will get bored, and then it'll be yeah, exactly. So they'll just go back to the same old shit that we have to watch every Monday and Tuesday night. Well, some of us have stopped watching on Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh yeah, don't 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 mistake that. I haven't watched months but (laughs) i i read about what happens on monday nights (laughs) it's and it's it's tough um but yeah i have those tickets and i think it'll be great i mean the new japan will put on a hell of a show and and tanahashi and and okada will be there and it'll be amazing and and i'm super excited for it but there's a little part of me that's that's a little bit nervous about uh some of this some of this stuff that's going on but We'll know in January, and you know what will be will be. So we'll just yeah make the best of it. Okay, okay Sarah, Sarah, will we'll be, will be. We uh we both share an immense love of uh, a Star Is Born that's come out. Now, mm-hmm. did you guys have you seen it more than once? We've seen it once. I think because I, I don't know if that's a movie you can see more than once. You know what I mean? Just how good it is and how emotional it is, especially at the end. Uh, spoiler alert uh, if you haven't seen it, but yeah, no, it's. We saw the opening night because my wife is the biggest Lady Gaga fan of all time, and oh, that was just an amazing movie. I, both myself and my wife, are constantly listening to the soundtrack on Spotify. Like it oh, just right? nonstop. Like almost nothing else gets listened to. Um, and for her to to give up her ninety seven thousand uh, murder podcasts to just listen to music is. <laughs> It's something that's 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 pretty. Oh, she listens to other things besides murder podcasts. 
she will, okay. <laughs> uh, what, like uh, severe beating podcasts or, um, you know. <laughs> she just low-key told me to suck her nuts. So that's, uh, that's where that's, – that's a, that's a 12-year relationship comment right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a 12-year marriage comment right yeah, there. I love a, it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm all off track. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't really listen to like the last song on that soundtrack without getting emotional. Oh yeah, for sure. Have do have have you listened to the soundtrack? I've listened to the soundtrack many times and, you know, I especially love, I'm glad that they incorporated like the, the speaking, you know, like there's like the talking parts in the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly makes it so perfect and actually i was making fun of my wife because she heather she bought it on a cd (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did i uh i may have uh i may have uh ribbed her a little bit about that i think on instagram i was like yeah because i was like like, i I said something like is that one of those vhs tapes that the kids talk about yeah yeah exactly so she got a vhs and uh or uh, not vhs a cd and i was like oh my gosh that's so funny you know and then uh it turns out her boss who's a little bit older than us she wanted like a copy on cd too so heather was like can you like go and you know grab one at target so i went to four different targets it was sold out at every single one of them so there are definitely still people buying cds who i'm not sure but I went to four different targets and ended up finding it at this place called Cheapo, which is uh, like a old like record, you know, shop, and right. they have new CDs too. So I I called them. I'm like, do you guys have a Stars Born CD? And they're like, yeah, we have we have one copy left. I'm like, can you hold it for me because I've been to four targets. <laughs> Jeez. Now has that thing come out on vinyl? No, but it should though. You Where's know the what I mean? Vinyl? I feel like that's going to be one of those hip. Hipster vinyl things for sure. I'm all about hipstery vinyl. They, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm looking at my Bruce and Foo Fighters vinyl right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, the the thing that they did on that soundtrack that I love is that on the when they with the last song, they have the they have it exactly like it is in the movie, which is it's Gaga singing, and then all of a sudden it's Bradley Cooper and her and Bradley's just playing the piano. I, yeah, that just thinking, literally like just thinking in, about it. You know, and he's, yeah, literally thinking about it. The hair on my arm is standing up, and I'm Stands like up. getting, I'm getting you, emotional brother. about. It. Like, I can't if I'm going somewhere or I'm in my car. If that, I have to not listen to it because I will start crying. Yeah, absolutely. That, that that's how heavy and emotional of a movie that is, and they did such a good job to like, you know, because you buy in like completely. You know yeah. what I mean? For sure, we uh, we love that movie, and I I definitely want to see it again. Um, we we actually had talked about going to see it last weekend, but uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday was like ninety one degrees here in Houston and sunny, and we decided that you know maybe because that was going to be the last warm day for you know just pool time. We're just like yeah, pool sesh. So pool we, sesh, uh, yeah. We, don't uh, don't blame me. Yeah, the movie will be there forever that's in DVD correct. form. <laughs> there's only so many weekends you like that to just hang on the pool we had a good time um now you are also a movie buff is there anything uh that you've gone to see lately other than that 
You know, I haven't seen too much stuff. I, I'm more looking forward to things. Uh, I, I can't wait for Creed 2 to come out. Like, I just watch that trailer every day. So I can't wait for November 21st for that to come out. But other than that, there really hasn't been much that's really got me going, really. You so you're, know, not, just, uh, you're not in on the uh, the uh, Damien Chazelle uh, first man, uh, the moon landing movie? Yeah, no, I, 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 there'll be one of those ones that I'll watch, you know, but like, I'm not going to go to the theater, he, you know, he gotcha. doesn't really, doesn't really like kind of make me fired up. It's, you know, I, I, just, I, I think I know how it ends. I don't know if you've seen it or anything, <laughs> if you have any spoilers, but I'm guessing he's, uh, he gets on the moon at the end. So, so, so here's the interesting part. And I listened to an interview with Damien Chazelle. Actually, he was, Damien Chazelle was on, uh, Bill Simmons this week and, uh, oh, nice. He talked about how so many people have made the big, expansive, we're going to the moon space movie. And he's like, that's not what this is. I guess they shot it more like in the vein of a documentary about okay. about the process of how they got there. It's, so right, much, it's yeah. much less about like the actual moon landing than it is about, you know, neil armstrong and like his struggles and and like the real person that he was and how all the stuff that they went through to actually get through that process so i don't know i think i think and, it's, and it's uh, gosling so yeah, yeah actually yeah you sold me i'm i'm, I'm in <laughs> i think i think we have to try to figure out a way to go see that and then what was the other movie that we were going to go see last weekend that we didn't go to Oh yeah, bad times at the El Royale. We gotta go. We gotta. Oh make... uh, yeah, I, I've heard about that. It's Jeff Bridges, right? Yep, it's Jeff Bridges. It's uh, John Hamm. This uh, this little guy named Chris Hemsworth that I don't know if you're aware of is really hot. And he he's in the DC universe, right? Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no, 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 no. He plays he plays a guy. I think um, I think he's called Thor. I believe okay. I believe it's a uh, I believe it's a Marvel movie product. Okay, so Thor, he is an X Man, right? Or X X Men or X Man? I don't know. <laughs> That's that could be the coolest part of this whole uh, uh, Disney buying Fox thing is that X Men would be under the uh, the thumb of the Kevin Feige uh, MCU movies, and if I can get right. if I can get a Kevin Feige X Men movie, that would just give me another reason to live. Yeah, it would just you know, just blow your mind away. I was joking with I was joking with someone the other day that uh, I I I got to just get through April or through I I just got to get to Avengers four. Like if the world Avengers ends, 4, yeah. if the world ends after Avengers four, like if if Trump finally kills us all or whatever happens, like just let you know, me, yeah, we we, let we, me, we tried our best and uh, yeah. <laughs> let me get through. Let me get through. Uh, I have. What do I have? I have. Uh, oh, we have Vegas in January. I have wild uh-huh. tickets. I have wild tickets in January. I have Foo Fighters in February. I have uh, wrestling in April, and then I have uh, Avengers. So if I can just get through those months, and then before the world explodes, I, I can be. But I have to know. Actually, I would trade all of that stuff in if I could just see Avengers four right now. Right now, I just know. Yeah. I just need to know. I, I, I mean, I know, I know everyone's not going to be dead, but I just, I wanted. Right. I, I'm, I'm ten years invested in this story. I just need to see the finish. 
You've seen literally every single movie multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've watched, I watch these Marvel movies like Nikki watches fucking everything else. Yeah. (laughs) The 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 way way I watch the Fast and Furious movies. (laughs) Exactly. Nitpick every detail. Yeah. No, trust me. Brother, I get it. I know. Nikki is on binge watch of, uh, of Downton Abbey, like for the seventh time. And then, then we're going. She's going to Downton Abbey, and then it's going to be. Uh, she's got to watch Game of Thrones again. I don't know if you've heard her plan. So Nikki's plan is to not only rewatch Game of Thrones at least once, uh-huh. but also reread all of the books, which oh, she's geez. which she's read. How many times have you read those books? Three times. Two times for sure, maybe three. She's read them three times. <laughs> So she's got to read the books before, like before before the 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 new series before the finale comes out. And I think they set the date. It's like April of the next year, right? See, look at that. Now I got to live through. I got to make sure I live through the end of Game of Thrones because I'm invested in that thing too. So you got to be yeah, at least you know for her sake, at least you know make it through that too. All right. Someone remind remind me to order a chicken breast and vegetables for lunch at least once this week. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make it through. I, gotta, I got, I, I got, I, I made plans. I got things. I, I got things to do. I got things to do. I gotta mix in a vegetable or two. <laughs> oh, so you are, uh, you are on bachelor status this weekend, uh, which means that uh, you've played a lot of Nintendo. I'm assuming. Yeah, basically, is yeah. My wife's out of town, so. <laughs> Played a lot of Nintendo. I've got a game of uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past going right now. We're about halfway through, and I'm looking to finish it maybe uh, this afternoon once the Vikings game gets out of hand. <laughs> the Vikings uh, are going to play this weekend. Let's give uh, let's give the people a prediction on this game that is sure to be wrong. Oh, that yeah. th- that they'll already know what has happened by the time that this podcast drops. But who are the Vikings playing this weekend? The Vikings are playing the Jets. They're at the Jets Ooh. at noon on noon Sunday kickoff. Ooh. So. This I has, think this has the makings of a uh, Kirk Cousins stinker, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I, trust me. That's what I was just about to say. I think the Vikings ended up losing like seventeen, thirteen, or something like that. Ooh. Um, wow, the Vikings and the at the Jets. Uh, this this feels like this feels like a Kirk Cousins at least one pick six. Oh, at least yeah, and he's fumbled like multiple times per game. I feel like it's going to be one of those games where he also fumbles and they recover for a touchdown, that type of thing. I'm I'm not, I'm not, uh, not thinking the Vikings are going to win today at all. And have you seen, have you, have you seen Sam Darnold very much? The Jets quarterback? Yeah, he's good. He's, he's he's fun to watch. He's very handsome. Yeah. And he has a good looking dude. (laughs) And he has great hair. I really, I really think that, that's that's how I'm gonna start evaluating quarterbacks. Whoever has the, the best hair, hair level, it, yeah. Whoever has the best flow, I'm going to assume is the best quarterback. Right, yeah. Kind of like like the old Joe Namath back in the day, you know. That's like, right. uh, there's a reason he's the goat because of that uh, that good flow. I feel like I feel like this is a flawless thought process, and I think that some NFL team should hire me. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, other than maybe you know wanting Matt Liner back in the day, you might uh, you might be <laughs> you might be onto something. <laughs> you know, I think Matt Liner could have been a quarterback, a good quarterback. He was put in a bad position. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how I, that's how I feel about. It. So, uh, any uh, any other nerdy sports things we need to talk about? Are we missing anything? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think uh, I think we covered a lot of it. We uh, 
how do how, have we gone this whole podcast and I haven't mentioned the Wild? Oh, did they win last night? I think I saw. Oh, they won in overtime. Five who, four. Who they play? Five four. T- Tampa Bay. Okay. A uh, a Stanley Cup. Phil Hughes' team. The what? Uh, do, you, do you follow Phil Hughes, former uh, Twins pitcher and Yankees pitcher? Phil Hughes? No, I, a, I don't. Yeah, he's a huge uh, Tampa Bay Lightning fan randomly. So, <laughs> anyway, keep going. They, uh, yeah, they won last night. They won Saturday night in Dallas. So uh, they're three. They've got a three-game winning streak going. Oh wow! So now they're over like three, one, and uh, three, four, and one, or something like that. Uh, Where are they? So now they're now they're four, three, and one. Oh, okay. We'll take that. I think that's how that goes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, building up, uh, building up some momentum here as uh, as hockey season cruises along. I it's it's interesting for me though. I I'm very excited about hockey, but I have yeah. I have watched very few full games so far this season because it seems like I've had something either going on and their schedule is so stupid because they're about to go on their second four day break of the month, which coincides with my four days off of work. So I'm gonna be off work the next four days. There's not gonna be a single wild game on one of my days off. Yeah, how does that work? God, like, that's awful. I mean, come on. Like I, I, I stay up. Just, I stay just, up for just, these just guys. Give me like a Tuesday night in uh, you know Nashville or something. I stay up. I stay up late on my work nights to watch these games, and they twice in the first month of the season. And don't you don't, don't you have to like watch them on like laptop? Like, what's your what's your NHL viewing package like? Oh no no no! I have uh, I have the full NHL dot uh, TV experience where. I can Chromecast those bad boys right to my oh, living room okay. TV. Okay. So, a lot of times, like if you if you've seen me snap from like a computer of watching, uh, that's at work. Low low key, it's probably at work. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you know, but I mean, honest. If I'm being honest, yesterday at work, I watched like six episodes of ER. So you know, if I watch a hockey game, it's totally fine. Hey, no shame in that game, brother. It was a Saturday. It was a Saturday, and I got all my work done. So nothing's happened. You got your work done. You you fielded all my text messages about random uh, WWE things and stuff like that. So, yep we we worked in our Saturday morning Chelsea text message, which um, yes, I can't even take credit for them scoring a last second goal to, to tie them. I didn't see any of yesterday's match. So yeah, that was, it was all. It was that was all last on them. Match. Yeah, it was last, it was crazy last second uh, last second goal. I, I definitely knocked some things over on my coffee table in excitement. <laughs> Did I see something about yeah. uh, Mourinho lost his mind about the goal or something? Yeah, so Chelsea equalized, um, and then Chelsea's current assistant coach, I guess, like ran too close in front of Josie, so. It turned in this whole thing, and they were shoving and pushing, and the match ended with everybody just pissed at each other. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like WWE. You know, just always sell tickets, always sell storylines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Well, I know that uh, you have lots to do to get prepared for uh, the Vikings kickoff. Uh, you know, do you, so I know you sometimes go full kit for uh, for soccer matches. Do you ever go uh, 
full uh, full uh, Vikings uniform for a football game? Do you if, just... if somebody wants to lend me their you know knee pads and hip pads and stuff, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> no, I, I I usually throw the Randy Moss jersey on the old school Randy Moss and just mm-hmm. kind of watch on the couch. You know, I, I want them to win. I want them to win the Super Bowl, but I don't. Uh, I don't get too invested. So you're predicting a Vikings loss at the Jets today. You're predicting a like 17-13 Jets situation. I'm I'm yeah, going to go 17-13 Jets win. What do you what, I, what, gonna, what's your thoughts? I'm going to go Jets 35 Vikings 23. Okay. Okay, I can see that happening too. They uh, <laughs> basically we both hate the Vikings. <laughs> that's right. But we uh we have you know I think we'll just give them the uh, the irrational thought process of we don't believe in you. Give them yeah, give yeah. them the give them the the you don't believe in them so that they can have something to fight against. You know, be exactly. the be the be the poster child of their hate so that they can. Dana Dustin doubted you guys. Let's go out and win this thing. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Even though by the time this goes up. The game will have been over for two days. They it's won't totally have heard fine. it, but either it's way. Totally <laughs> We're putting it in the universe. Yep. All right, sir. Well, I can't thank you enough for uh, being on this uh, this episode of Just Another White Guys podcast. Tell the people where they can find you. Plug some stuff. You guys got like a go show thing going. You know, do some plugs. Make me feel like a professional. Yeah, we got a, we got a, we got a go show coming up uh, on Wednesday night with Donna Missile. And yeah, hey, go RadioMN.com. You can find me or I'm on Twitter and stuff too, so... And uh, if you're listening to this, I have a few uh, listeners in the Twin Cities. You guys are doing Foodie Fridays. Why don't you go find Dana, meet him in real life, get some free food at some great local restaurant? Didn't they? Yeah, didn't this the... coming Friday, we're gonna be at Mortimer's in Uptown on Lindale. Just you Hell know, hanging yeah. out. First ninety six people get free breakfast. We'll be doing our show. So that's a, no that, better way to start your weekend than that. That's a, just a roll out of bed and show up at the restaurant situation for you in Uptown. Exactly. You yeah. Love that exactly. Schedule. Thank you, promotions team. Right, yeah. I don't. I don't have to do much work. I just kind of roll out and uh, in the neighborhood. <laughs> All right. So go check that out if you're in the Twin Cities. You got. If you listen to this podcast and you live in Minnesota, you need to go meet Dana and the whole crew because they're amazing. Join the Go Fam. I live in Houston and I'm part of the Go Fam. So there's no excuse. Hell yeah, you are. There's no excuse for you lazy bastards not to be. So go out there and do that. That's it for this week's episode of Just Another White Guys Podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the five hole. Too much. Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.